first five games for Manly, I've got onto it early. I've got onto it early. South Sydney, that's obviously out in Vegas. Um, I can't wait. I'm jealous I'm not there, but anyway. Roosters next, Parramatta, Dragons, Penrith. Tell you what, not kind. Not kind at all, especially if you're hoping players like Turbo can kick it to start off with and hit the ground running. I don't know if that's the this draw you're ideally wanting him to start with. So well, it doesn't. That's the thing. Like a bit. after round five, it doesn't really get much much better. They play the Warriors, they play the Titans, and they play Parramatta again. Yeah, I hate that. Don't start me on that because that is a completely another topic that I could go off on. They should have every team play each other once first, and then go into playing. Team second, like I think that is an absolute joke, and that needs to be fixed. For yeah, it definitely does bit too. And like a bit of bit of fairness. What what's the deal with that? You know, I mean, like it doesn't really need to happen. Um, they get quite a, a a nice run very late in the year, but it's it, it could be you know a little bit too late to look at. So, um, it isn't a nice run at all, um, especially not for their attacking options. But I think defensively they could be okay. But Lock and Croak is not what you want. Um, a bit boring. A bit just bread and Manly butter. Hookers. And, oh, look, you can, That's something you can talk I could quite talk highly of them. You they've can. Had some, you, you, they've you. had some in the past. There's been some good hookers through Manly. <laughs> they have. Um, Lachlan <laughs> Croker for mine is not an option, but there is one option here. Gordon, yeah, Gordon. Chen Kum Tung. Tong. Uh, honestly, that is a, I'd say that a few Chan times. Chan Tong. Uh, there you go. Said CKT. Already 238K. I will say this now, and I say always touch wood. Lachlan Croker, four super coaches out there, have a rest. Go on a – you deserve a holiday. Go rest your body this year and just chill out. You honestly deserve it. He does. You don't need to push yourself this year. Yeah. Let Gordon do the hard work. Let him come into it. Let him become an 80-minute hooker and just let him do the work. Let him take all your job. <laughs> let him yeah, take your like, job. That's all right. Yeah, you know, you know, Croker's the kind of guy that you look at, and I reckon he doesn't complain about it either. I reckon he no, just goes, He deserves no, no, a rest. His body would I'm be just sore. fine. Yeah, I'm all good for that. I'm, I'm a bit beaten now. I've copped a few hits. Um, yeah, give it to Gordon. What an exciting little player this guy is. Oh. I'm excited by him. I need him to get some minutes because yeah. he's definitely an option. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he could be potentially. Um, obviously, it's a bit risky. 4% ownership is quite high, but again, 238. Obviously, they're just trying to find the cash and it's nothing you want. But again, at some point, your hook is going to have a buy um, and you are not going to have one. So something to consider. Um, but yeah, one for the future, man, definitely. And uh, I'm not. I'm not even going to talk about Carl Lawton. I'm so off Carl Lawton. No, no thanks. No, I'm no not. Thanks. I'm not for that. The prop forward, um, and finally, one of the locks, Jake Dubovic, named. Oh, he does have the jewel, so they've covered their bases. That, that should be That's all why. locks. That's why all locks should have jewel. They should. <laughs> um, Paseka, one percent. No, thank you. At five fifty-five k. Jake Dubovic, five. 45k, 3%. He was relevant in the past. I just don't think he, he is as much anymore. 
uh, especially with, as we've already said, there's that much mid-tier options out there for especially the second row side of things. Uh, I'm not. Tafoa uh, Tafoa Sipley. I never really said his proper name. I just said Tafoa Sipley normally. Uh, that felt weird. I had to double-check that a few times there. Yeah. 0% ownership, 531K, understandable. Bullymore was a sort of a guy that floated in and out of a fair few teams I've seen last year. 1% 431 mm. was able to do a job here and there. Um, also in the second row, but again, I'm not interested. Not interested in any of their forward front row forwards. Traditionally, not up. really. No, they're a bit, bit of just toilers. Um, Paseca and Sipley. I remember last year they actually both had pretty decent little price points to come in at. Um, they weren't a bad option to be honest with you, yeah. but they are priced up now, so we kind of missed that. Um, but you know, you're talking both like mid three hundreds, mid four hundreds, which is kind of where. You know, so that's that's actually a good comparison to make too. If you're trying to build your front rowers and you're looking for value. These guys, where they're priced now, is that bit too far out of it. But where they were last season is where you can find some good value at the moment. Um, and this is what they'll do. You know I mean? This is where you see them come in 50, 55 plus if they have a good year. And then obviously they just sort of price themselves out of contention. And then you just start again looking at the next mid 400, mid 300. Um, but no one in mind to be an option anymore. Um, poor Jake Turbo is just going to go out there and get <laughs> flogged again. But at least he's dual. So. Bashing ownership. To a standstill, the poor boy. Basically, just meat and potatoes. Um, second row forward. Yeah, the premium to talk about. Um, Amalo Olakawatu, six percent ownership, six ninety nine point eight. Just make him seven hundred, please, guys. Um, sixty eight point five average last year. Yeah, weapon, but not a good run. So. Yeah. What do you do with that? I'll tell you what I, I do with that. Point. Personally, you look at him, I, I compare him a lot of the time. You know, I compare him, not, you know, put him with, but I compare him a lot um, price point wise with Nakora um, yeah. for output points and just, you know, similarities in general. And he's obviously got a much nicer run for the price that they both come in at right next to each other. So unfortunately, that's, that's one thing that would turn me off him, but. Um, I think he's a pretty viable pick in general if you think he's he's a bit fixture proof and it just depends on how manly look with with the fit turbo, I would say. Yeah. Um you just want it to to go down his side a bit more though. So um, you know, because that, that's okay. the thing, there's not a great deal of talent in the forward packs for that sort of attacking outlet besides him. At all. Yeah, no, th- th- there isn't. There's there's nothing else there. Because- we don't know what's all their attacks done. Yeah, yeah, all their attacks done through Turbo and Cherry Evans and Garrick. So, um, all the other forwards just need to do is just to be a forward. But at least this gives you a, an avenue to to actually you know channel some attack through, which is really nice for them. Um, whether or not you want to spend up seven hundred, I, I just don't know. He was around the same price last season too, and it wasn't too bad for him. But again, it was wasn't massive upside games. It was just a lot of consistent sixties, seventies, um, up to eighty. Besides the very last game where he scored one hundred and seventy-seven, that probably didn't really do us any favors for his average. But that was the the game. Remember, Cooler went nuts too. Cherry Evans went ballistic. They just tore shreds in that last game. Um, and anyone that had him, because that's the thing, man. Anyone that had trades left over at the end of last season and brought in Manly against the Tigers, climbed up the rankings like you wouldn't believe. 
Um, and it was just on the back They're of his bench, guys. Yeah, I done left. I didn't have trades for the last, I think, five weeks. So thanks, guys. Don't yeah, don't follow me on Supercoach. There you go. There's one thing to improve on. <laughs> no, I was like two weeks out, and then I thought I, I should have a good run here. And then yeah, all it took was that freaking game. One of them, just one of those players, would have been a, unbelievable. But um, doesn't have top five. Killer. I know. It's all it took. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, just a lot of consistent 60 to, to 80. And that's not bad, but it's, again, you're paying 700K for it. Like, you want that massive upside. Um, probably not for me for that reason. Last, uh, second last one I want to talk for the second row was Josh Schuster. I just mentioned 460K. 3% ownership at the moment. He is... Once again, somehow just had a preseason of hell. We've recently found out chicken pox, finger injury. But there was another injury of had a strain of mind something. On. Yeah, it was yeah, something. something. Like a just, injury. I don't know what it is, but he just no. can't seem to get it all together, and that's the concern for mine. And especially four sixty, even it's not a lot, but it's for mine. It's just too much for a Josh Schuster, where we're just unsure of what we're going to get from him. So yeah. I'm just not. I'm I had not a lot of. I was holding some pretty high hopes for him too this season because we knew that coming into it, at the moment, he looks like a doubt for, I don't know how long. Maybe he might be back early days for the beginning of the year. He could, he could be chicken pox and a and a finger injury. You'd think he probably would be, um, <laughs> but again, like chicken pox. I've like, not fuck? heard about chicken pox for <laughs> shit, ages. Man. So I didn't even you didn't get that shit when you were still. a kid. What the these manly kids, man, they're a bit too sheltered to get chicken pox as children. So <laughs> um, he was going back into the second row. And if you just go off his one season that he's played in the second rows, he scored over, I think he averaged somewhere in the 60s. It was really decent. Um, and if that was going to be where he was going to get back into at a 460K price point, you're thinking immediately there's upside there. But again, it doesn't last. Um, not with him. It only takes him... Not even a trial game to do injuries, so or get chicken pox. But yeah, I, I did ponder the idea that maybe he might become an option, and it didn't last very long. So um, that's all that we can say about Schuster. But yeah, he's lost his five eight jewel. Um, that was kind of half his ownership last year, and wasn't a very good five eight. So deserves to lose yep. it. Um, no thanks. No thank you. Finally, Burbo. Ben Trebojevic, 277K. Yeah. And we always seem to talk about him super great the last three years, I think it's been. And it always seems to go, this is his year. Like, we're going to make some money off him. Yeah. Again, if Schuster isn't there, um, I've been told he will have the spot while, whenever Schuster is out. And who knows, mm. he's been having a, a big preseason for more reports. I've heard that too. Uh, but- 14% ownership. I just, I don't mind it. Yeah, in it's the sense of center wing option, definitely. If you can get that that sort of game time, like if it's round one comes along team list and he's there starting second rower, oh, I'll right. actually have him have him in. Even if it mean, even if yeah. I know it's because Shoes is not there, I'll still have him because I know that means he's thereabouts and it's not, he's going to be pushing Schuster along all year. And I have more faith in. Ben Trebojevic than I do Schuster turning up each week. Um, 
I suppose, yeah, I reckon he's probably going to, he's going to, oh, I can't even say he's going to turn up more than Schuster because that's his problem as well. He's more injury prone than Tommy. Um, Again, he's so cheap that you kind of can just get away with it. But it, it wouldn't surprise me he goes out there and it's three minutes in and he's injured. He's knocked out. He's pulled a hamstring. He's broken his collarbone. Who knows what he can do, man? It's just anything that can happen to someone can happen to him. But that's that's the only sort of downside I see out of it because he goes into the second row and he's playing at 277. Like there isn't anyone else like that. Um at the moment that we know of yet anyway, because he could probably do all he has to do is anything, anything over a 30, 35 points. And you're going to be making something, you know, I'd be pretty happy to flip him for a hundred plus 150. Obviously yeah, you want a lot more definitely. out of him, but if that's just a quick, you know, in and out kind of thing, it's, it's fine. Um, but there's not huge upside there, but the dual flexibility is very handy for his price. And yeah, I, I heard he was actually really good. Um, playing these games and you know training in the second row stuff so maybe you know maybe he comes through but um 14 if he does get that spot um i think the hesitancy might still be there just about how long he'll last yeah. um playing a game before he gets injured but uh, i can see it going up i'll say now public. if he starts round one 14 will double to 28 percent. Yeah. i think yeah for sure if yeah, it's a starting I think second even row though spot, they'll um, there'll be hesitancy, but there'll be a lot of people getting on. There's just there's too much upside to really worry about it. Um, you don't really want to get left behind on that. Again, you've got a couple of weeks to do that, so you can afford to let him run if he's going to be the second rower or if Schuster's going to be playing and you don't have him. And then you think, okay, look, he has played two games now at second row and his break-even's quite negative. I can cash out of one of my other centres, get him in for a price hike, and then go somewhere else with it. So you, you don't have to start with him. You know what I mean? It's not necessary if you plan on selling down to get someone with a good break even. And it just depends. Um, depends on how long Schuster takes to get back into it. If he's going to not, obviously, he could probably start with it. Um, I, I just feel like I just feel like they'd have, they'd have other options than Ben Turbo to be their fill-in second rower. Like, you got Corey Waddell. That could probably do it. Um, yeah, but that, you know what I mean? he, but, he doesn't have. They don't have brothers that are very powerful and manly. And I'm not saying that, that is the reason. It's just to, you reckon it's just to I'm get not, the turbos, like all, like triple. I think turbos. the turbos have a special place in manly, and and rightly so. Yeah. And the, the thing is, manly, but it's not for Ben. You did mention a key point where, like, his fitness hasn't always been there for for Ben. I just think, from an NRL point of view, plus a super coach point of view. I'm just waiting because I know if he can get it right for a season, let's say it's this season hypothetically, I can see a price rise of at least 300000 for him if he can get it right and stay on the mm. field. That yep. would be amazing. Like he'd be one of those players you almost just hold and just go, yep, sweet, done. And on, from an NRL point of view, I can see him really establishing himself as a first-grade footballer. We just keep waiting for it. I feel like, as I said at the start, it feels like it's been two to three years now where we've said the same thing about him year in, year out. We just haven't got there and he's stayed at this sort of price range. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it does happen, I want to be there and want to be on him for when it does happen. That's the thing that keeps getting me in. And I think with Jake there, with Tom there, I know what's not the reason why he's getting picked. He's getting picked on his own merit. But it definitely helps having some brothers 
high up in oh, clubs. 100%, man. 100%. If he didn't have the last name Travojevic, do you really think he would be pushing for it as much as he is currently? You know, not to disrespect And they're also him. probably so Obviously, he's pushing. worked himself yeah. into that position for a reason, and there's been players that haven't with bigger surnames, with Johnses and the like. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just a name thing. But um, he just needs to just, oh, I don't know, you need to not get injured. Like, you try and say that to someone, it's impossible um, sometimes. You can't avoid it. But uh, fingers crossed for him that he does do better this season because, yeah, he has got potential to, to go up a lot in cash and, have a good year for himself finally you know string a string a good year together and might actually make something for himself instead of just being the younger brother you know what i mean i'm sure he wants that more than anyone yeah no i agree uh moving on to the halfback role and i think we can just talk about halfback 5-8 together because the only 5-8 option is luke brooks who you can get at halfback cherry evans two percent ownership 782k we sort of mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking like he might be the option when it's not Nico Hines or Cleary. But the more I think about it, I think it's he's not the next best option. We've already spoken about someone on this episode who we think is, and I'd even probably argue, especially with the draw, Moses is a better option than Cherry mm. Evans. I think that's that point. sort of has hindered Cherry Evans a little bit. So I think he's down to about maybe fifth for mine. Um, where look, as an eighth draftee. I'd probably still won't get him, <laughs> but we, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think for mine, Cherry Evans isn't an option. Especially that price range. Like for mine, if yeah, I think about it for a fifth, too much. fifth choice option, I don't want to be spending 782K on a fifth choice halfback option. Yeah. Besides, I just went back and had a look at his scores previously too. And besides that 21 year that you can't really count too much. Um, it's a lot of 65 averages in there barring last season, which to be fair, has been one of his best years for a long time. Um, and his two best seasons ever really have been off the back of really good turbo seasons as well. So, um, if that can continue, I can see it, but again, where is priced at? You sort of just go, is it just worth getting? A little bit extra and going up to Cleary from yes from Cherry Evans there and the answer is yeah every day kind of thing so um, he will have those games obviously where he'll have a better score than Nathan Cleary for one or two here and there but overall it's pretty drastic at the end of the season you know where the points are scored but he's a great option I just think you know it's just a little bit little bit too much to push him off the off the top top two so. Yeah, I don't know. Their fixture run doesn't really help it either. Like, if they had a much better run, because obviously the Sharks do, and Nico Hines, pretty well we've discussed, is a guaranteed lock for that reason. Cleary doesn't have the best run with the Panthers, but I would say that Manly's probably worse for them as a club, in, as a, like an individual club point with their level compared to what Penrith are going to do to anyone else. Um, I still feel like Cleary scores more than him, even with a comparable run, um, which isn't ideal for oh, anyone. Definitely. but. Yeah, so if the run was much better, if it was like Sharks level or Eels level, I'd, I'd put up half an argument for it. And just to say, you know, Turbo's going to be fit firing. You want to start off with it pretty hot. Obviously, Cherry Evans benefits every single time. Um, Turbo's going for it too. Um, but it's not the case. And I just feel like you're going to see a fair few average games to begin with. Um, 
It's funny as well. You mentioned his seasons are better for a supercoach point of view when Turbo is actually there playing because when I think about it, like you almost in a way think he'd step up and hold more points when Turbo wasn't there and he'd just be the main guy. But I understand why when you think about it and peel it back a bit because they just bounce off each other. Like yeah. he sets up the line break assist or the try assist for Turbo. There's often times where Turbo will break through the line and it's back on the inside to Cherry Evans. Like you just have that picture so many times. Oh, it's great to especially see. Especially a rookie too. and then he's under the post. So it does make a lot more sense. And look, if Turbo starts to become fit uh, this year and he looks like the, the player of old, which is obviously a big ask because he was a freak, but hopefully he can get to at least the 90% mould of, of that player. Mm. Who knows? Maybe... After Origin, when Cherry Evans seems to go on his runs a little bit more when it comes to points, you're looking then and thinking about him as an option. And you're looking at overall results. You're thinking, I just need to get someone who's going to be that point of difference for me, who gets me that extra couple of points. I'll take the gamble. He's generally, that's when he comes into the super coach side of things, I feel. I don't think as the 2% shows, he's not very much a, a start player and, and ride through with him because at Origin, you've got to contend with you got to contend with what Turbo is going to be like. There's just so many question marks where I feel like in the halfback position when there is your clearies, your, your um, Hines, you don't want the question marks around these players. You want to have maximum one probably question mark and you just want to go, all right, these are my sets and forgets. Let's go. Yeah, I think that's the case too. And it's definitely not for him. Um, I just had a quick look forward. I was a little bit curious about how – like when their buy comes in and just what's around it. Because obviously you do have Origin, and this can go for Turbo and, you know, those guys too, anyone that's going to be picked for it. Um, so we know that their first five, you know, you're playing pretty much four of the best teams, barring obviously the Dragons in the middle there should win that comfortably. Um, they got the Warriors, Titans, Eels again. And then round nine, they got Raiders, Dolphins, and then Broncos 11. So that's round 11. Melbourne in round 12, buy in round 13. Panthers round 14. So that little stretch there from the Broncos in 11 through to Melbourne in 12, a bye, and then the Panthers, and then you're talking origin. That's tough. There's a good chance that you just do not want to touch any of them come the middle of the season. Like you might, it might be worth it. You have to start with a couple and get a, get a couple months run out of them before any of that happens, but there really isn't because the fixtures aren't amazing for it. Really, where I see their value is, you know, the very back end, like after Origin. Like, that's kind of where – and like you saw it last season too. Shit, anyone that had those guys in the last game fucking cleaned, cleaned up big time because they just went crazy. And it could be another situation again this year where it, it's going to be one of those um, after Origin kind of things where they, they could probably string together a fair few games, but – it's a, it's a long way away, um, and you're just kind of relying on Turbo to be fit that long into the season. Um, and that's that's kind of where yeah. it lifts off, really. Yeah, because I, um, I realistically, now that I've seen that, I, I'm not really considering any Manly players up until probably around maybe 20. That helps me move on, segue into the next one, because Luke Brooks, 560K, 8% ownership. We've already sort of touched on Luke Brooks, I, I believe, a few weeks ago, and I can't believe it's 8%. I think 8% is 7% too many. Like, yes. I'll go at that far. Like, for me personally, and, and you can agree or disagree afterwards, but 
the people that are talking about him saying, oh, he averages at the Tigers, there's upside, he's going to a better team, there's Turbo, there's Cherry Evans and stuff. That's one of his downfalls. There is Turbo, it there's is. Cherry Evans. He's exactly. third string there. And if Cam Chung Tong comes into it, um, he's also a great running dummy half. He has that ability. That could take away some of uh, Brooks's real arsenal as well of being a sort of a running 5'8", um, who has that sort of attacking upside. And at the Tigers, even though he was always getting bashed by by fans and, and uh, the media, he was still their go-to guy on the field. So he was getting extra points because of that. He's not the go-to guy in, in Manly. He won't be the, the go-to guy at Manly. It will take two of their best players to become their go-to guy. And that, if that does happen, we all know what happens to Manly. If, if that was to happen with Cherry Evans and Turbo to go down, you write the season off. There is no way in the world yeah. Manly would come out and win any sort of games. That would be heartbreaking for Manly. So whether he'd be then become the main guy, he wouldn't pull many points because Manly would just be lost. Yeah, I, I don't see... I, I can't really see the the push for the Brooks movement. To be fair, man, um, I have seen a bit of it too, and it's it's unusual too because it was three hundred. Yeah, it was three hundred. Sure, five sixty oh. is a lot of money for what you're paying for. Yeah, for for literally all this uncertainty too. Like he's he's been this shit side for so long as their main man, which hasn't doesn't really speak you know too much in the volume sort of thing for him. But again, it's a fresh start. Um, how much of a role he gets next to Cherry Evans and Turbo doing all the work. Because that's, you know, you saw it in the, the point stat for the forwards. No one does anything else as far as that goes besides those two, three, throw Garrick in there as well. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's kind of it for them. Um, they haven't really had a, any, well, even when Foran was there, they weren't really scoring too much points through him. So, fantasy-wise, anyway, for Super Coach, he wasn't very relevant. So, um I can't see Brooks being that guy for him, but people can. No, I'm just, I'm just not seeing what the argument is for him because, yeah, it's just, there's just too much going on outside of him to worry about it. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the headphones got caught. It's late night. I know. Night. Yeah, we're cooking, but. Um, yeah, look, uh, I don't know what to say to be honest about the Luke Brooks thing. It could go one of two ways. He could just be. An average, he could actually go backwards in his point scoring um, because he has less to do himself. Um, you know, for that Tigers team, everything had to really try and go through him because he was their guy, but he's not even going to be close to that guy anymore. So whether that takes the pressure off him and allows him to just run the ball a little more and have a bit more freedom, he might pick up some points here and there. Um, but I, I just don't see his importance being super high in that club compared to how it was at the Tigers. No, I agree. And that's not taken away, I think, from an NRL point of view, he's a fantastic signing for Manly, and I think it's exactly what he needs yep. moving forward, a fresh start, and I think it's great for Manly to have that backup. And he's obviously going to be – it's hard to say serving an apprenticeship because he's so experienced, but he will be the one that takes over Cherry Evans when he does retire. And I think that's what the plan is in place there, to, to understand the systems for a year or two and then go into that seven role. So I love that from a point of view. I just can't see – 8% super coach. Um, center wings, the premium guy, and we did mention there's other premium guys who we prefer over Manu. For mine, if Garrick is actually a center, he's not one of those guys I was talking about. Uh, at 722K, 10% ownership, you'd think at center, oh, okay, he must 
must be doing more work or something. That's, that's good. I'd prefer him at wing. So for me to choose mm-hmm. him, I want him to be on the wing, especially if Turbo's fit because we know how good they can link up and what they can do. I don't really yeah. like him at center. No, I didn't really think he did too bad at center. Um, I don't, obviously, yeah, he's he got a bit more of that upside. At, yeah, that's the thing. He's obviously got that upside on the wing, and that's kind of how you want him to be. But, um, man, he had a monster game at center. He scored three tries and got an assist. I'm pretty sure. Oh, fuck. Three tries, three try assists in his one game. It's, oh. oh, he played He played a handful what, of games. What did he get, 170 or something? Yeah. Yeah, he got <laughs> yeah three tries, a try right. saver. Holy shit. I'm making three tries, changes his, his, his a line break. Him at center, deadly. But, again, he backed it up the next game with absolute piss all, like, there you go. Really, I'm back. Really shit. I'm um, back, bitches. So, yeah, and it was against the Eels. So he went from scoring 169 to scoring 100. Uh, scoring sorry, points sorry. against us. 26. How do you do that? Don't mess with us. 169. Don't come to the – don't come into para thinking you're going to go and get 170 supercoach <laughs> points against us. We'll put you on your ass. Yeah. You don't score points against para. <laughs> no chance, mate. Um, um, but yeah, either way, I think no matter where you put him, he's going to do a good job for you. That's that's kind of the point with him. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't be against someone starting with him being their their premium center wing that they choose. Like, there's definitely upside. Yeah. He's goal kicking in that, and yeah. Um, I, I still think for that price, I would prefer too much Holmes. Yes. For the same reason, he kicks their runs a lot nicer. Um, yeah, you know, take your pick, but yeah, his ownership 10%, it's very high for a 722 center considering how thin it is to get that sort of cash spread around 10% is fucking crazy. Um, so good on you. If you've got, you know, that much coin to spend on him. Um, but I'd like to see the balance of some of their teams. Yeah. No bench. That's the thing. Just no bench. The other thing Uh, quickly with Garrick, and this is a good point to make. Uh, especially for those newcomers to Supercoach, he is dual. Do not ever pick someone like that at fullback. Always have him at centre. It is it is just the fundamentals of Supercoach. Yes. Even fullbacks, whenever you can have a fullback that you can pick at centre wing, pick him at centre wing. Free, keep, freeing, free up yeah. fullback as much as you can to have fullbacks in. Of course. And free yeah. up your Supercoach team to have as many fullbacks as you can. Basically, you've got seven center wing spots to fill, and as soon as you can fill them, you know you're better off with it. And you know, considering fullback traditionally is your highest scoring, you don't really want to be putting a winger or a center, an actual position center or winger, in your fullback spot um, to take the rest. So yeah, handy little one for the new the new players out there um, that are trying to plug a hole. If they've got center and they're a fullback, play them at center. Cooler. I uh, obviously I think he's priced a bit more up after those that that final little run that he had that big game, five eighty one k. I just can't touch him. Move him to fullback if Turbo goes down once more. I'm talking about him. Oh, I will be that first that time that happens in our episode. I'll probably enter the show and say, do whatever you can to make sure Cool is in your team. But yeah, for now, man. staying back at center. I just no thank you, Sub. No, thank you. Jackson no. Paulo, 
No, Maybe. thank you. Two Pilotu. No? no, thank you. Well, two Pilotu looks like he's on the way out, and I, it looks like Paulo's on the way in. So, um, four seventy six is a bit I've pricey, got a hope but of someone else. You want to hope it's someone else? Yes. Vega. No. Uh, who is it? I want Tommy Talau in. Tommy Talau? I want the Jess Surges effect to take full oh. effect. Him to go to a level. I think Tommy Talau is a decent young talent player. He's still yeah. quite young as well. Yeah, I think yeah. he'll feed off the mainly again that Luke we're talking about it with Luke Brooks. He'll feed off players like Cherry Evans and Turbo basically just put him in holes, just saying, run your lines, we will get you the ball when you need it. I would love him at 287K. Mm. I'm not going to say anything yet, but wait till team reveals on Thursday. I haven't even told you yet, but just just <sighs> keep an eye on it. Just keep an eye on things because Here we go. Jackson Paulo from mine hasn't shown much, and he's been, been around now for a little bit, a few different clubs the last couple of years. Again, he's one of those players where I think at 476K from a super coach point of view, if he was going to do anything by now, he would have established himself at one of those clubs that he was at where it felt like those sides couldn't get rid of him um, quick enough, yeah. whether that was salary cap reasons or whatever. But if he was going to be a quality player, they would have tried to find a way to make, it, make him stay. But I just feel like Teller has a bit more upside, a bit more promise. Um, Especially for the price. And someone, so much yeah, and someone that Manda can work with for, for a couple of years to come. And I hope it's that. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. Almost 200K I'm less, man. It's, it's much more appealing. Um, you hearing about Brad Parker moving to the forwards? Yes, that is the rumor. Um, I'm guessing it'll probably be like he won't start on an edge, like unless I don't want to talk too much about rugby league, but that's when it comes back to Schuster and you start scratching your head, thinking there must be some stuff going on in that club at the moment and behind the scenes talk with Schuster and that being not rosy that relationship or something because you would not be going out there saying Brad Parker's becoming an edge forward if mm. there was no need for it because we just spoke about Ben Draboyevich. There's other players like Bullymore in that they can do a job there as well. Like that feels like it overcrowds the, the market there all of a sudden where if it's for Schuster's getting shopped around or whatever, we know there's continually denials about that, but this has to be something going on there. As just a rugby league fan, that's yeah. just getting murky. Yeah, it also opens up a few doors as well to, you know, less centre depth if that's the case and then Talau mm. can get a get a push oh. in there, which is, you know, you know, stakes his case a little bit more too. So um, but then it also puts a point for Parker as well. If he's going to get a forward position, fucking, it's not bad for 330. It's an out-of-position play. So, you know, it makes two, potentially three players a bit more appealing. Um, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, I don't know how that one's going to go down, to be honest with you. So I was just hearing about it a bit. I've, I've been seeing a couple of things here and there about Parker going into the forwards, and I thought, oh, it's it's a different one. But well, definitely a watch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, something to keep an eye on for sure because, yeah, it can make, can make um, Talau look like a decent little option. I would love to continue to talk to you into the night, but I know just again, guys, peel back the curtain. We've started late once again, and it's almost – Hedging on midnight for New South Wales, unlucky for Jesse. Uh, right. So we do have Tom Javoyevich to, to talk about. So I want to move on to him because that's obviously a little bit of a chat to have. Mm. The main chat, obviously, though, to have when it comes to Tom Javoyevich is the big if about his fitness. I've it's already said, like, yeah, 
it, we spoke, we touched on it with Cherry Evans, so we've sort of already covered it a bit. I didn't like last year that he came back and he just there was chances of taking off and being how he could be, and he just wasn't doing it. He clearly wasn't fit, and he was still playing. I don't want to see that. If he's not fit and he can't take off, I don't want to see him back in the game yet. I want to see him back in the game when he can play properly. Yeah, he looked very lethargic last season. Yeah, um, just he, he looks like he had lost so much pace. Like he was just, he just didn't have it. It was pretty obvious too, actually. And it, I had him obviously he started so low too because he come off that last season, which wasn't very good. But um, again, everything's injury related with him, so it's it's a hard one too. Like I, I can never imagine a fully fit turbo, besides the twenty one season, um, which you saw. You know, you're talking a hundred and forty three average, but again, that was still a broken year as well. So I don't think it's happened. A, a full season that's, that's gone straight through. That's hot. Hundred and forty three average. Oh. Isn't that just ridiculous? If we can get even close Talk to about, that, I know it's nuts, man. But that's that's the dream. That's to, the dream to make it weak. Yeah, he's. If anyone's going to have more upside, I, I'd like to see it. There's as far as it goes, he's got to be the best player. Like it looks like Ponga can do a pretty good job of it now, but even still, on a, on his day, a fit turbo is the most dangerous super coach player in the comp. Because he can just do that and himself. I'll, He'll just do it himself. Yeah. He'll just get it, and then all of a sudden, one run's turned into 50 points. And he'll do that a couple times, and you're like, shit. It's just, he's his own worst enemy, man. That's that's a problem. Yeah. Um, and the annoying thing is, like, oh, it's not annoying, but I can make arguments. It's currently at 10% ownership. I could make arguments for or against it being larger than that or lower than that. Hmm. The, the, the argument for is... We know how good he can be, as you just said, some of the, the points that he can get. And even last year, he did actually get some decent scores playing on one leg, which is which yeah. is a scary thought. Well, he averaged um, 81. He could, he's in the Ponga category for mine when it comes to he could still make a bit of money depending on how he comes out. Like it, it sort of has taken me back a bit more now. I understand the draw a lot more. I haven't had time to sit down and go through Manly too much, but luckily with tonight's episode, I did a bit. And that makes me a bit more because I don't. I'm not picking him to start with. I, I just can't have Tom Trebojevic eight thirty three k there. But at the same time, it's sort of like he could he could make cash if he became what yeah. we know he can become. But just knowing it's quality opposition, knowing that it's going to be hard games, which isn't as we said, it's not ideal for him to come back and get the confidence and, and be hitting the ground running. I don't like 8.33 for Tom, but I can't knock anyone out there that's doing it. There's clearly few that are. I can't knock you for doing it because there is plenty of upside to it. And if you've got the – we're talking about big balls on this, and I feel like we're going to have shirts made up soon about big balls. Uh, <laughs> we like to talk about it. You've got some big balls yeah. picking him, and you deserve to be rewarded, I feel like, if you do start there. Yeah, it, it's a massive big ball play. Um you just run the risk. That's that's all it is. You just take the gamble that he's gonna, you know, either continue and just absolutely brain it every week, or he's gonna go down injured. Um, and when he goes down injured, you just accept it and you trade him away. Yeah, you don't think too much about it. Um, but you you ride the wave. Um, I'm a massive fan. 
of riding that wave. I, I do it almost every year. Um, whether I start with him, I tend to start with him too. Um, I feel like if he's going to be on for the beginning of the season, that's kind of when you want him. You don't want to take any chances and wait a week to get him because he might not have that week. That's that's the kind of thing that I think about with Turbo. I thought, oh, you know, I can wait for this fixture in five rounds time to get him at a really optimal price. Uh, it's irrelevant because he might not make it there. Um, but in the meantime, he might just kill it in those games. And it's it's funny, you go back and look at just the upcoming fixtures for him. You know, he's played the, the Rabbitohs three times since 2018. Oh, because he's probably been out. Yeah. And he's played the Roosters three times since 2018. Yeah. And they're both back-to-back games, and neither of them are very impressive scores. 58, 58, and then the Roosters, 39. Like, it's... There's a good chance he doesn't really do a great Selfishly, deal. Selfishly, but... as rugby league fans, we deserve to see him back. And we deserve yeah. to see him as the turbo. It would just be phenomenal to watch. Yeah, definitely, man. And I just think, I just hope he's fit because it seems like he is. But, you know, he says, like, seems like he's fit every year. So, And I, I'll say wrist, this last, last game. I am nervous as hell not owning him. Oh, I am nervous as hell. Yeah. I know. Um, this would probably be one of the only years that I haven't got him in my team at the moment. And to be honest with you, I'm finding every way to try and fit him in there. And I really <laughs> like seeing Ponga and Trevojevic in the team right next to each other. And um, that alone, man, like that, hey. that's 300 points. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you can pull 300 points from two fullbacks, you're laughing. Um, and I, I think you got a good shout for it with those two more than anyone else. So, um, but again, it is a lot of coin to spend on so much risk, but who cares? You just, you take the risk. If you're that set on him, because you know, you know what he can do. He can do more than anyone else can take the risk on him. See what happens. There's one that I am sure about a hundred percent of super coach players to start the year. will be sweating when some Tavoyevich is on because you're either sweating because you have him and you're wanting him to stay fit and on the field, or you're sweating because you don't have him and you're thinking, holy shit, do not hurt me too much. Yeah. So everyone will be sweating. Pretty much. Yeah. I just hope it's not one of those things too where it's like Ponga has two quiet weeks and Turbo goes unbelievably good and then you just see the, the tide turn, everyone switch over and then Turbo gets injured, you know. Um, things like that will happen, you know, hopefully not, but they, they have the, the possibility to because when, when something like that happens, when, when he steps up and just scores 200 points, you're guaranteeing that his next week ownership is going to skyrocket. Um, you, you really want to have him for that. So it's it's a hard one to pass up, but it is risky. So I think it's worth the risk personally. It's more can, about how do you I budget. That as well. How do you budget having two of them? That's, that's more than anything else. I'll, I'll happily run the risk every week. I don't care. That's, that's fine. It's irrelevant <laughs> for me. He's just bloody expensive to start. So, Hey there, Joel from the League of Inches podcast. Just wanted to quickly say a massive thank you for taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. I really do hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did do so uh, and you want to support the page that little bit further, make sure you give us a follow and a like. It does go a long way supporting the page and helping us reach um, other people to listen to the podcast as well as giving us a like and a follow on all our social media platforms. We're available on all of them. Just type in League of Inches 
it does go a long way. Finally, if you can just give us a rating for the podcast, uh, it will go a massive way of giving us a bit more support as well. So again, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're going to be averaging about three to four podcasts a week minimum. So make sure you get around the page. Massive things coming up this year in 2024. Have a great day.